Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Lopes on Movies, the number one movie show for the people, by the people. And I am joined by Kyle. Yo. And Connor in New York City. Hi there. Uh, what do you mean by for the people and by the people? I didn't really mean anything by it. I just kind of wanted to say something. Okay. started that was different from last week. Um, I wasn't expecting anybody to actually call me out on it, so we're going to move on now. Okay. This week, we saw, as teased last week, the new Beatles comedy drama thing yesterday. Kyle, how about you give us a synopsis of this film? All right. A struggling musician realizes he's the only person on Earth who can remember the Beatles after waking up in an alternate timeline where they never existed. It was directed by Danny Boyle from a script by British rom-com legend, the one, the only, Richard Curtis. And it stars Himesh Patel, Lily James, Joel Fry, Kate McKinnon, and even Ed Sheeran playing himself. Joey, what'd you think about this movie? Um, okay. So... (laughs) I was particularly interested in seeing this because I've been a pretty massive Beatles fan ever since, I think, like middle school. Like, I've, I've been listening to the Beatles for a very, very long time. Um, so, I mean, I, I know, like, everything about the band. And even even further than that, I even play all of their songs. <gasps> oh? Yeah. Um, so, I, I, you know, that we're going to get into the sellout portion of this uh this episode. I, I am part of a band that once a year performs every single Beatles song over the course of six nights, which coincidentally is coming up in just about a month. So I'll just uh, go ahead and get this out of the way. Um, Beatlefest 2019, July 29th through August 3rd. Tickets are available online at therockorchestra.net. It's going to be amazing. Um, so uh, yeah, I hope to see uh, you know everybody there, including and both where of is you. It, where is this located, Joey? Uh, this is, of course, in Wilmington, Delaware, at the Wilmington Drama League Theater. Um, it's, uh, yeah, we, we did it last year. It was an incredible experience and I'm sure that this year is going to be even better. So, you know, everybody please. You know, better than last year? This year you know, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to show up for a couple of the days. I, I, I think it's kind of cool the way you guys do it too, where it's every single Beatles song in order of their release. Mm-hmm. Right. Every night yeah. is a different, like two to three albums. Um, so you kind of get to pick you know, which era of Beatles music you feel like seeing, just whatever, whichever day you can go. So, yeah, please, by all means, check it out. But, Sell out! Um, <coughs> yes. <coughs> anyway, back to the uh, the movie. So beyond the uh, selling out, uh, the reason, one of the reasons I bring that up is that I feel like I'm, I'm pretty comfortable saying that I'm beyond qualified to review a movie about the Beatles. It's probably, like, one of the few things in my life that I am... Un- unequivocally more qualified to do than anybody I know. So, yesterday, this movie is—it's fine. It, it's okay. It's—you know—it'll do. Okay. That's it. That's it. <laughs> in, in all your expertise, that's all you can give us. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, I'm afraid that's—at <laughs> least in terms of a value judgment—I'll say that because I think it's a perfectly fun movie. It's not great. And I think the the last twenty minutes or so are, are a little bit of a letdown. But yeah. overall, it's fun. It's it's a good time. If you like the Beatles, you're probably going to get a kick out of this. Um, it, the best way I can describe it is that it's sort of like the experience of watching a cover band, which, despite ironically being in what essentially amounts to a cover band, I find cover bands to be a sort of like hit or miss experience where 
typically what you get out of it is a, a decent enough time, but more than that, it just reminds you how much you love the band that they're covering. So that's kind of what you'll get from from yesterday, the movie. It's a it's a fine movie, and you'll leave the theater forgetting most of everything about it, except man, the Beatles songs really are pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah, um, they are. Yeah, I guess we should say also. I mean, it's pretty clear what the movie is about. So this guy, bad, he's like a mediocre musician. You know, nothing special. He. Uh, somehow gets in some, some there's some kind of what what actually happens there was an he gets hit by a bus yeah. in That's the right. middle of a yeah. blackout i don't I, I actually just saw this so i don't know how i forgot that already but, yeah that, yeah okay. yeah so he got hit by a bus and there's a blackout also at the same time and then different aspects of pop culture are just like erased from from the world yeah he and, wakes yeah. up and nobody yeah. knows what coca-cola is nobody knows who the beatles are he, they cigarettes even, uh, weren't invented apparently. cigarettes weren't invented um they, they even like Oasis didn't exist. There was no Wonderwall, which is definitely for the better, I would say. Um, <laughs> <but>. Okay. <laughs> anyway, what, what were we saying? Okay, he hit different aspects of pop culture are just erased, and then he has to, you know, he uses the Beatles songs and passes them off as his own, mm-hmm. and becomes like a big star, right? Over, overnight, almost. Yeah, pretty much. Um, just on the strength of those songs alone, because he himself is a bit of a a wet blanket, kind of a a boring guy, maybe like a low to medium talent performer. Uh, right. But the songs are so good, you know, they're the Beatles music, so that's enough to sort of catapult him to superstar mm-hmm. and everybody thinking he's like some kind of genius, which is probably the most interesting thing to think about with this one. Because the entire time, like, seeing the the trailers for this and the previews and knowing what the premise was, I kept trying to figure out whether or not that premise actually makes sense. Like, in 2019, if nobody knew who the Beatles were, could any semi-talented schmuck become a superstar purely on the strength of the Beatles' music? And my gut answer to that is no. And I still don't really think, after watching the movie, that that it didn't convince me that that's something that would make sense. Um, I think like the Beatles' rise to prominence depended on so many specific cultural factors in that moment in history. And even though their music is great, that sort of initial burst in popularity came not from their songs specifically, but a lot for their image and kind of what they represented to the youth of that time. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't think any idiot could have become the Beatles with a song like Love Me Do or I Want to Hold Your Hand. It had to be those four guys. It had to be the Beatles presented as they were as the Beatles. Um, and there's even, like, one of, the, one of the funny moments in the movie later on, there's a scene where, like, a record executive is, like, shooting down all of Jack's ideas for album titles, which are, like, based on actual Beatles album titles. He's like, oh, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. I have you know, no idea what that's about. Uh, Abbey Road, it's a little boring, you know, just a street, right? Um, mm-hmm. And when I when I was thinking of that, I was like, you know, the the reason the Beatles are able to get away with things like that is because they were the Beatles. They were already so massively popular from that initial Beatlemania thing that they were able to go wild and experiment with their music because the audience for them already existed, right? So I don't think that any guy coming out with like Strawberry Fields Forever, like nobody would would care what that was if it was just some guy. It had to be the Beatles pushing boundaries in pop culture, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah so th- 
the premise to me in that sense doesn't really land. I, I just don't see this guy becoming that popular just with those songs. And even though the songs are amazing, obviously, but uh, it ultimately though, that, I think that's kind of a minor point because I don't think that it really affects the movie in any significant way. I think if you're willing to buy that premise that, you know, the Beatles music is just like this holy text that would move the masses no matter how it's presented, how or when, um, if that's what you have to believe, it's really not that hard to suspend your disbelief or just like dig into that. Because the, the story is, they just use that as a framework for what amounts to really kind of a, a simple love story and a, a guy kind of learning whether or not he really needs fame and fortune or if maybe everything he ever needed was there all along. You know, one of those yeah. simple kinds of like romantic stories, a very Richard Curtis kind of Yeah. Uh, okay, you know, but now thing. Let's, let's go into this love story, though. I... This guy, so Himesh Patel plays what's Jack, Mal. Jack Mal. Jack Mal. Jack Mal. He's like a like a dope character. Yes, like, he, he, he is a massive dope. Yes, his manager is uh, played by Lily James, who is the you know love interest, but no interest from him. Like she is clearly like obsessed with this guy, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and like he is just some like blank slate person that doesn't even can't catch on to anything, and mm-hmm. then it's it's not until he becomes like a like a big star that uh he finally even gives her any attention at all which mm-hmm. is like it, it annoyed me i don't know if that's a good <laughs> thing or a bad thing but it just it it irritated me mostly because so I, I just uh, I, I understand what you're saying and the fact that jack is kind of this hapless you know fool is a little bit irritating like he sh- obviously if he really loved her he should have known that uh <laughs> the, this entire time like she, she, there's even a line where she says you know i've been waiting for you to love me for 10 years it's like i think she says she says like 20 at first because they were like kids yeah. like, when right but they've known each other regardless forever. the point yeah. being like it's so obvious but i will say I, i'm willing to believe that he was so obsessed with his music career that he would overlook the obvious thing for for that reason not to mention i think the fact that jack is such a dope is one of the funniest elements of the movie because (laughs) the the way that the the music on its own catapults him to like this superstardom is really funny when you consider how jack himself is so lame yes and that like they they make jokes about that the entire time where it's like wow you know your songs are great but you're you're kind of you know a problem uh, like, <laughs> yeah the look of him yeah kate yeah, mckinnon's like, actually pretty funny in this yeah kate mckinnon like just yeah. you know doesn't doesn't give him any any credit for himself um no. as as she shouldn't yeah. right um, she so, plays like the yeah. record label person right yeah or something so for me I'm, I'm willing to believe that he's not just a dope in music but also in love like why not I think it's you know it that's a sense. perfectly acceptable. Uh, yeah, I guess. But then what is what is Lily James' character? I can't. What was her name in the in the Ellie? In this? Ellie. Ellie. What did she see in this guy? This guy is just some loser. But he's 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 passionate about what he's trying to do, Connor. He wants to <laughs> he wants to you know make music and and be a be an artist. That was okay. and, and he performed a really stirring rendition of Wonderwall when he was fourteen. 
Listen, if, yeah. if you if you play Wonderwall, you're gonna get some chicks. That, that's just how <laughs> is it that works. true? Yeah. Is that why like I've never gotten chicks for my guitar because I don't yeah. play Wonderwall? That's I why I keep to... telling you to do Wonderwall on the <laughs> <Yeah>. green. <laughs> I've played. I've played. I learned how to play Wonderwall when I was taking guitar lessons, and I think I actually was losing chicks. No. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, if the chicks are already there, and you start Wonderwall, you start to lose chicks. It's it's a it's a really weird system. <laughs> okay, so just one more. One more point to bring up before we wrap up with yesterday. Oh. Ed Sheeran. Is Ed Sheeran. Let's talk about let's talk about Ed Sheeran. Can we talk about Ed Sheeran a little bit? Yes. Connor, please. Just, what what do you have to say about Ed Sheeran? So I kind of liked his cameo in this. And okay. it's a little more than a cameo, actually. Yeah, he's and like a character. Nor- like he's yeah. pretty important. Yeah, he is. He's he's yeah, he's an important character. That cut he I guess he kind of hears the guy's music at some point and kind of brings him on tour with him, and then that kind mm-hmm. of helps catapult uh uh, Jack to, you know, more stardom. Yes. I liked Ed Sheeran because he was, I think he made fun of himself uh, enough in this. Like mm-hmm. he just, but you, I think Joey wanted him to go more over the top. And yeah. you, you would have enjoyed it more. But I, he's not going to go like crazy over the, over the top with well, how they, like they, cocky they, he they, is. But they have to, like, if you're going to ask Ed Sheeran to be in the movie playing himself, he's not going to completely caricature himself. Like they have to give him a little bit of lip service. They have to give him mm-hmm. a little bit to, you know, stoke his ego. So there's like multiple times on the soundtrack where you hear uh, his song "The Shape of You," and like, oh yeah, that just is is in terrible taste. <laughs> I kind of liked it. In, look, there's look, one bit there, though. Okay, at, there's there's the there's end. one gag with that song that almost redeems its inclusion. But just hearing that song in a movie about the Beatles, I mean, come on, come on, guys, like. That's that just is rubbing against the grain. That's that's not okay. You don't you don't do that. Um, but regardless, um, regardless of the snobbery, um, I think Ed Sheeran's cameo is fine. He's he's sort of funny. I just wish that it was a little bit like he played it a little bit more cocky, like a little bit more arrogant in like a comical way. I just feel like. He didn't go far enough in being like a funny caricature of himself. He just kind of felt like playing himself with a little bit of a little bit of humor. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. It could have been better, but this is this is not to compare him to his his scene in Game of Thrones, which was totally Oof. ridiculous. <laughs> oh, like oh this is not comparable to that. Oh, this no. is better than that one. <laughs> it's um, yeah. Yikes! Uh, let's not talk about Game of Thrones. Uh, right, but <laughs> just specifically when Ed Sheeran was on an episode of Game of Thrones, he probably just emailed those stupid showrunners and just said, "Hey, I like this. I like this show. Can I be in the show?" And they just threw him in and like have him give him like a song to sing. This yeah, is not yeah. that embarrassing, right? It's it, not. It, it is not that embarrassing. No. But, um, yeah. Okay. All right. Last thing I want to say, different, not not related to Ed Sheeran, is there is a little bit of like a like a weird thing that they do towards the end with a Beatles uh, member who exists in this world. Yeah. Just just a little weird. It's, it, I got nothing to say about that except it's strange. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not even, I don't think we should even say it, but I will, or anything about it, because I guess it would be considered a spoiler if you spoiler. actually care. Yeah, I, but, I think uh, it is. Yeah. So I would uh, leave that alone and just say it was weird. It was very, very weird. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think the, the bottom line is yesterday's fine. I, I think that it is a fun time. If you like the Beatles, you'll probably enjoy it. It works as a as a kind of a romantic comedy, kind of as just like a fun 
like almost like no, I wouldn't call it like a musical. I think the term is like jukebox musical. They they call it where it's like they have songs that have already been written that get performed in the movie. Um, but yeah, it, it's fine, and I would uh, I'd recommend you go see it. It's a you know you could do a lot worse, especially if you like the Beatles. Especially if you like the Beatles. And speaking of, if you like the Beatles, you should definitely come to uh, Beatlefest 2019 in uh, at the Wilmington Drama League. The RockOrchestra.net tickets are available now. Um, and uh, uh, what was that website again? I, uh, I don't uh, the, it was the RockOrchestra.net, Kyle. Oh, thank you. Um, excuse me. Hey everyone, just wanted to take a moment to say, if you like what you're hearing, you can find us on Twitter, at LopesOnMovies, and the backlog of all of our episodes is available on YouTube. Just search LopesOnMovies. And please feel free to reach out to us. You can email us at LopesOnMovies at gmail.com, or hit us up on Twitter. We want your feedback, and who knows, if we like what you have to say, maybe we could even have you on the show sometime. Alright, now back to the movies. Welcome back, everybody. And now, back by popular demand, we are going to do another trivia section hosted by Connor. Woo-hoo! Oh yes, man, I'm so yes, excited for this. Oh, yeah. I know. The tri- it went over so well the last time that it's been uh, weeks. It's it's been like yeah. weeks since we've done trivia, and I've I've been raring to go. I mean, me and Kyle, I think, are just ready to knock this out of the park. This is what gets me through the day. Nice. Okay, guys. So you you got you got every question right the last time. And, we did. Oh, yeah. We did. And you. Uh, there was no prize. Yeah, that, that was, was really a, that, disappointing, no. actually. That was a big problem, so yeah. that I, I heard. I got feedback that uh, not having a prize was a problem. So there is a prize this time, if you guys can get all of these right. <gasps> or maybe three out of four. It depends on how I'm, you know, it depends. Yeah, okay. just, you, you're, you're the host here, so you can be as yeah. merciful or as not merciful yeah. as you want to be. Okay, we'll see. I think, I think you guys should get them all, though. Okay, on theme, since we just watched the film yesterday, mm-hmm. these are... M- movie music related questions, okay? Ooh, this sounds like right so, up my alley. Yes, I think you guys will enjoy this. All right, so cue the music, please. Okay. Question number one What was the name of the James Bond movie that's theme was by Paul McCartney and Wings? Ooh. The song has the, uh, the same name as the movie. Oh, man. This is a tough one. This this is a this is definitely a tester. Um, yeah. Luckily, my experience listening to 102.9 MGK, the, the classic Philadelphia classic rock station, um, they love this song. It's on their playlist, <laughs> and I've heard it so many times that I'm pretty much content to never hear it ever again. Wow, <laughs> that's that's so lucky. Uh, <laughs> All right, what is it? <laughs> All right, Connor, my final answer. Live and Let Die. Live and Let Die is correct. Good job. All right. Kyle, did, it, Kyle. Kyle, did you know that? Uh, yeah, of course. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, I would also say if anybody gets the chance to see uh, Paul McCartney, I think you should. And Live and Let Die is one of the better songs that he performs live. He, he syncs it up to fireworks, and it's, uh, it's really fun. Paul McCartney puts on a good show. I think he that does. if you haven't seen Paul McCartney before, you should definitely go ahead and, and do that. Um, I, I've seen him like multiple times at this point, and I kind of get his his thing. So I don't really feel much of a need to see him live anymore. But yeah. if you've never gone before, it's it's a really really fun experience. Absolutely, the man has mastered the art of performance. That he, he has. Is, that he has. He is extremely comfortable on that stage, and he's still coming out with new music. Is it great? Hmm. 
All right, guys, one for one. Pretty good oh, so yeah. far. All right, so question number two. Which actor starred alongside Michael Fassbender, Maggie Gyllenhaal, in the 2014 film Frank, a movie about a pop group led by a man who wears a giant, like, hat, uh, head mask thing? So are, are you just so saying, there's three like... leads. There's, there's three and leads. Three lead there was Maggie Gyllenhaal, Michael Fassbender, and then one other guy who was like the lead of the film. So it's not just it's not just any schmuck that was in that movie. Right. Yeah. No, no, it's the the other lead. He was like the lead guy. So Kyle, I think through <laughs> process of elimination, we can probably yeah. figure this one out. Also, um, I, I have seen this movie and I do know who it is. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, which makes it all that much better. So. I probably wouldn't know who this was if it weren't for the fact that he is probably my least favorite actor ever. <laughs> um, Which is why these, uh, you know, I obviously know that about you, so. Uh, so <laughs> the, the correct answer is America's sweetheart, Domhnall Gleeson. Isn't he England's sweetheart? <laughs> <laughs> he can be both. Okay. Domhnall Gleeson is correct. Ugh. There yes. was a period of time, like around like 2017, where that guy was in every movie, and I hated his performances in <laughs> all of them. He's in he's in another movie coming up soon. Is he really? Yeah, he's in that uh, Melissa McCarthy, like serious movie. Oh yeah, yeah. I just remember mm. that he was also in Peter Rabbit. Do you remember that <laughs> Peter Rabbit? Yes, I do remember that. <laughs> I remember the and trailer he... for Peter Rabbit. Hey Joey, Joey, <laughs> who voiced Peter Rabbit? James Corden? Yeah, who was in yesterday. <laughs> wow, wow. Look at all these everything's coming together. Joey, imagine if Dom Hall Gleason was the lead in yesterday. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that would have definitely made this the worst movie of the year. Yeah, the reason I kind of thought of this question is because his his character in that movie, Frank, is kind of similar to this guy. He is, actually, in, yeah, a little in, bit. Uh, yesterday. Yeah, so. they're, they're very similar. Yeah, all right. Two for two, guys. Pretty good. Woo. Okay, this next one is a little tougher, I think. But, oh I, I, but we'll see. Who directed the 2005 film Walk the Line, starring Joaquin Phoenix and Reese Witherspoon? Ooh. This is about the life of the legendary country music icon, Johnny Cash. Mm. This question, Walk the Line. This is probably the toughest question that you've asked thus far, Connor. Yeah. I know. Um, well, Kyle, do you have any thoughts on this one? Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say I have no idea who directed it. Well, all right then. It's on me. Well, luckily, Kyle, yes. I know my stuff. Oh, <laughs> yes, I know that. <laughs> the director of Walk the Line is actually currently a rent-a-director for um, the Fox X-Men films. Uh, he directed Logan. He directed The Wolverine. Did he do Dark Phoenix? He did not do Dark Phoenix. That's Damn. a different rent-a-director. Um, That's a shame. <laughs> no, we're talking about the guy that claims that Logan was like an Ozu film or, or is on the level of like, you know, Sergio Leone. Like he, Sounds like someone didn't watch the black and white version. He, he says his, his, his inspirations are like the most lofty and ridiculous things. And he's just <laughs> making like superhero movies. I'm sorry, guys. I know if you love superhero movies and I'm kind of putting you down. But let's Joey, get down to Who business. is this guy? James Mangold. Final James answer. Mangold is correct. It is James nice. Mangold. 
I feel like I'm being a little bit negative on these questions. I, I, I trashed Don Nall Gleason. I trashed James Mangold. Let me just tell you guys. I think they're probably super nice guys, and I got nothing against them personally. And really, I have nothing against them as filmmakers and actors either. I just think it's funny to, you know, hate things for no reason sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. That's fair it's enough. Sad, all right. But but, all right. All right. All right. Guys, there's the three for three. There's one more question. Oh man, Kyle! This, One more question. We're really getting down to it now. Yeah. I think this is probably where things are going to really heat up. I mean, we okay. may have already won the prize, but just in case the rules have changed again, this is an important question. That it is. That it is. Okay. Question number four, the fourth and final question. Whew. What was the name of the band in the 1996 film That Thing You Do? Hmm. hmm. The 1996 film That Thing You Do. Have um, you guys seen this film? No. I don't think so. No. I don't I, even maybe... know what it is. Okay. <laughs> well, I will go ahead and give you a little bit of an idea of it. It's about like a like a group, like a like a old like a pop group from back in the day that uh, comes out with a with a hit song called uh, "That Thing You Do," and they kind of ride on the success of that, and then they kind of go through some struggles and whatnot that a band would have who's in, in it? the early going okay so it's like tom everett scott Liv tyler charlie Theron's in it too hey um i gotta that be honest with you guys i another got absolutely thing, nothing on this another thing that's interesting about this one it's the first movie written and directed by tom hanks hey tom hanks huh yeah, everybody loves he, tom hanks yeah, he wrote and directed. He's he's in it too for a bit. I think. Of course he is. At any rate, I haven't I, seen it in a while. I think it's it's thoroughly unfortunate that I have absolutely no idea and no idea where to start with this one. Um, I think for the first so here, time, uh, Kyle, we may be looking at a a failure. I, I have a guess. I have a guess. You have a guess. Yeah. So you know, we just saw a movie that's about the Beatles. So maybe right. it's kind of related to the Beatles. I bet the band is called. The bottles. Is that correct? Hello. No, I'm I'm sorry. That's not correct. Okay. So basically, the whole idea is in the movie is that the song they came out with, that thing you do, is a one-hit mm-hmm. wonder. The band is called the Wonders. I would have never gotten that. That the name was the Wonders. Yeah, that's. <laughs> that was wow. a tough question, though. Kyle, I'm, we I'm, we failed. Yeah. I, this this sucks. Man, Connor, why couldn't you have asked, like, what was the name of the band in the Cameron Crowe film, Almost Famous? I could have gotten that one. Well, because <laughs> I, you know, I couldn't give you, like, a, a layup there. But because you guys are such good sports. That's all you've done so far. <laughs> because you're such good sports, I'm going to give you guys the prize anyway. Um, oh, for three well, out of four. you know what? We did get three out of four. So that is you got still, three out of four. you know, better yeah. than better than like you know complete failure it's better than half so i think we, that's yeah, right we, we deserve this we so earned this got, kyle okay here you guys here it is you guys are going to be splitting a five dollar itunes gift card hmm. wait like to itunes yeah like that place where you used to buy songs and like does that service even exist anymore <laughs> in like the late 2000s uh, yeah didn't I just read that iTunes is like going under? That they're like 
Like the, the software is actually going to like stop existing soon. I guess we gotta use that money fast then. Well, yeah, then I guess you better, uh, you're gonna have to use it quick. We're, we're splitting this. I get two and a half dollars. I get. That's like barely enough for two songs. You know, Joey, I'm gonna let you have all five of those dollars. Gee, thanks. You you did the brunt of the work. You deserve it. I don't want it. Well, too bad. It's yours. <laughs> well, uh, thanks thanks for playing, guys. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, bud. Everybody join us next week for the next episode of Lopes on Movies. And let me tell you guys, we have a treat in store for you next week. Um, it's, I'm going to leave it as a surprise because I think it's something that you guys are going to find very unique and interesting. And I hope that you enjoy it as much as we're going to. So Let's, let's just say that if you like web slingers, you're going to have a good time. Uh, <laughs> that's not it. That's Actually, not no. right. That's not that's it. Okay. If you guys want to see a review of Spider-Man, just go anywhere else on the internet. You don't need, you don't need to come here for that. <laughs> I promise that what what we have in store for you next week is better than Spider-Man. Can you can you let me know what that is, Joey? Please. No. Oh. Okay. Thanks. All right. We'll see you next week.